Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished professional from India, Mr. Nikhil Rawal. Nikhil, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Nikhil is the founder of Learn Wisely, which is a leadership and talent transformation consulting organization. He's an author. Uh, he's an author of a book titled Understanding the Gen Z Mindset on Work-Life, Brands, Learning and More. And he's the host of a podcast, which is titled Worker, Working with Gen Z. So Nikhil, before we start talking about Gen Z, tell me a little bit about your own journey in brief. Sure. Uh, thank you once again, Asutosh. Uh, my journey is essentially kind of broke up, broken up in two buckets. I spent uh, about 15 years of my career, of my life in the U.S., like a good Gujarati, I was exported to my destination land mm-hmm. <laughs> very early in life. Yeah. I did some education there and I worked in the financial services for close to a decade with sales and fund accounting, auditing. And at one stage, I cleared all my exams for CFA and uh, I, I, I thought that that's the way life will take me. Um, and then, of course, you know, as you as we all know, that sometimes the part that you resist the most is right. the, that destiny kind of tends to take you. So anyway, uh, in 2002, uh, I had come back and I wanted to raise our children in India. And that's when I poured into um, teaching, training and consulting. And I said, I'll do just about anything, but I won't do that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think I think uh, it, it grew on to me. Many events led me to kind of... Uh, know uh, get into that profession and in my last uh, role I was the MD of a company called Duke CE where we mm-hmm. build leadership solutions uh, where we had a partnership with I'm Ahmedabad so it's a very good uh, ringside view of how leadership works and a chance to travel extensively around 25-30 countries and see very senior accomplished leaders mm. to see what they do um, and 2018 is kind of I said I'll jump off the treadmill to do mm. uh, something on my own. Mm. Fascinating. And that's when you started thinking about understanding the Gen Z mindset. Uh, so let me start by asking you, what got you interested in this segment of the Gen Z? Sure. Uh, so, um, Astosh, uh, I, I had two very good mentors who pushed me, to, <laughs> given the space that I was in, to mm-hmm. write a bit, uh, read up. Uh, I mean, reading up, of course, I was an avid reader, but um, and I always resisted it, but... Uh, uh, you know, anyway, it slowly built upon to me. And in 2018, uh, when I, I was offered an APAC role, I said, okay, I'm going to step down because, you know, I had a, a father who had some uh, health issues and a young Gen Z boy at home. Uh, and I said that this is perhaps a good time. This is just at the cusp of COVID said to, to actually do something which I wanted to do. And, and I said that let's do something which there isn't, uh, there's a lot of curiosity. Okay. And I said, why not uh, pursue a generation where everybody's grappling with it? And I, okay. I looked at my 15 years of consulting work and I said that this is perhaps the one place where a lot of companies are struggling and struggling uh, despite everything that you see in terms of engagement scores and CSAT scores and whatnot and whatnot. Uh, to how do you hold on to talent and uh, how do you groom them and that their context has changed fundamentally. So I took some of the learnings that I saw, I did a bit of a research and I said that this is um, this is an area where I like to learn more, uh, both as a parent and as a professional. And so that's, uh, that's the reason. Yeah. So therefore, my first question to you is how do the values and priorities of Gen Z differ from those of 
the previous generations, which are say the millennials or the Gen X. Sure. Yeah, they're, they're, they are quite fundamentally different. Uh, if, if one is a parent, I'm sure they can vouch for that. Uh, but but uh, before I talk through what, what are some of the values, I think context matters. And so if, when we look at the prior generations, uh, every generation has a, a kind of a context which becomes the foundation of uh, sort of their beliefs. And their beliefs is what we, uh, shapes our values and that is what we bring to work. So mm. we've always heard that, you know, if we had parents in the boomer generation, they always valued loyalty, they valued hard work, they valued uh, the hierarchy, in fact. And that's because the context in which they came, right, there wasn't as many opportunities. And they were told that, look, if, if you've got a good job, hold on to it and, and retire out of that place. Uh, so likewise, um, when you think about the Gen X, Gen Y, their context was different. X is perhaps the one generation which is called the sandwich generation or the forgotten generation, because there's the one generation which are grappling two uh, generations at the time, which means that they have aging parents that they're responsible for. They have young children, either in Gen Y or Gen Z. And this is a generation perhaps where uh, work was becoming mobile. Uh, uh, the talent was becoming mobile. They were working for multinationals. You were grappling with uh, time zones, uh, leading teams in across zones and so on. And so therefore, work-life balance became a big thing for X. For the Y is the one generation where there's been written perhaps the most amount of literature is there, which is the millennial generation, because uh, the mistake that happened uh, for the experts to say that this will become just like another generation, it didn't turn out quite like that because uh, there again, context was different. They were uh, they were uh, the generation which were born uh, where technology was being accepted. Uh, they were happy to uh, kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, showcase who they were on technology. And there were much more choices. They were much more entrepreneurial. Uh, now, if you shift to the Gen Z, their context is fundamentally very, very different, right? So they're they're in their quarter life, right? The youngest of the the eldest of the Gen Z would be about twenty six. They've already seen uh, two wars now. They've seen a full pandemic. They've seen climate crisis. They're experiencing climate crisis, uh, energy crisis. They're experiencing things like the fake movement, the the Me Too movement, the fake news, and therefore their values are shaped by some of those things, right? That's why when we hear and see that the Gen the Gen Z values a company who uh, is passionate about sustainability. The Gen Z values uh, a company who is uh, uh, you know, very keen on diversity. The Gen Z values uh, a company who is uh, on the cutting edge of digitization because you know, they were born into the internet. And so a lot of what we hear and see uh, about Gen Z or maybe even the stereotypes is again shaped by their context. So their, their values are fundamentally uh, again, different because they've seen many different things in, in their first 25 years of life. Very well said. The other question that I had was that how has growing up with technology uh, and social media shaped Gen Z's worldview and their behavior? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would say the technology, um, Asutosh, has perhaps been the common denominator in their life, in every sphere, every dimension of their life. So if you think about, you know, how they look at communication. Uh, if we look at our work careers, we can think back to days when, you know, uh, we had people to write memos, then we had emails, then we had, uh, uh, you know, other forms of communication, voice communication, right? And now uh, people are saying that uh, it, that's that's old, that's archaic. Right? And then therefore you think about uh, communicating through uh, apps like Zoom and 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 Teams and, and, and chat. 
And therefore, even that's old. So now they're feeling called a voice rage. So communication is one if you think about how they think about, uh, you know, shopping as a consumer, right? Uh, I have my son, you know, even if it's five minutes away from our house, he will say, Dad, why should I walk when, when a Swiggy person can just come and deliver it to me? So, right. So the way they uh, they consume and uh, how they become as a consumer, uh, you can think about how they learn. Right. Uh, from our days, perhaps we can say, you know, we were told to go to the library, <laughs> listen to the teacher and and just kind of, you know, that was the final word. You know, here's a generation which is which which can challenge back to the teacher immediately. Right. While the teacher is saying something, they have a Google uh, response which can either negate or validate what they're saying. So every aspect from learning to how they think about buying, uh, even how they see relationships. Right. So it's uh, it's um, the uh, or even for example, how they manage finances. Back in the day, we would prefer to talk to our advisor or go to the bank. There's, the whole concept is alien, right? They, everything is online, everything is instant. And therefore, every sphere of life, uh, uh, technology has become a common denominator. And there are pros and cons to that, but but um, we spoke about three or four uh, where, where that has a huge impact on how they see the world. Said, thank you, what a great response. The other aspect that I wanted to ask you was that given all the work that you've done with Gen Z, uh, what are some of the common misconceptions <laughs> that a lot of people have about Gen Z and how uh, should they start to understand Gen Z better? Sure. So every generation uh, there is, I think if we were to go and Google and say, okay, uh, you know, stereotypes of Generation X or stereotypes of Baby Boomer or uh, Y or Z, right? And 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 the Google will just start throwing out, you know, sentences that okay, you're narcissistic or you're this or you're that. So the, the so the stereotypes are are just that, but perhaps there's maybe some truth to it as to why they've been labeled that way. So in case of Gen Z. A lot of the misconception, some partially true again, but but uh, a, a large, um, um, you know, where you think about okay, why they're labeled a certain way. One could be the fact that, look, they're not uh, very loyal when it comes to uh, workplace. And I think in the Indian context, Ashutosh, I would say that there is again a slightly different lens to it, because if you go to tier two, tier three, tier four cities, I think there's they're far more aspirational, they're far more hungry, and therefore they are loyal. Uh, but if you go to South Mumbai, or if you go to Gurgaon, or if you go to Whitefield in Bangalore, I think maybe that that Gen Z is thinking, you know, if I don't like, I'll just walk across uh, and go and get another job. So one is, of course, this misconception of they're not loyal. Um, second is the fact that uh, they're very sensitive. Uh, uh, they're very fragile, right? So again, maybe some of the some of that is driven by the context. And so, if uh, if uh, they if you think about uh, the stress levels, and if you think about what they've experienced in the pandemic, one can argue that yes, mental well-being is not just an issue for them, but but perhaps even for other generations, right? Who experienced it, right? Loneliness and some of the things that uh, companies are grappling with is something that everybody was grappling with. So I I don't think that you can say that it's 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 just uh, confined to them. So that that's another one. Third, of course, um, you also hear that uh, they're lazy uh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they want to get to a, a stage from one one part of their life to, let's say, another uh, very quickly. Mm. And again, as I say, uh, I think in the Indian context that that's 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 very very different where uh, we can i've known a lot of uh, you know companies going just hiring in tier 3 tier 4 cities simply because they they find the right talent they have the right attitude they have the hunger in them 
so again, uh, the list can go on, but I mean, these are some of the, and they're, uh, they don't do anything without technology. Uh, um, but I would question that even, you know, what's the tech quotient for uh, uh, the others around us, right? Uh, so I think some of these are um, more just that. <laughs> uh, Very yeah. Very interesting. So my next couple of questions are the Gen Zs and marketing or branding. How do the Gen Zs of uh, value authenticity and how do they detect and respond to inauthentic messaging? <laughs> sure. So I think once again, this is a generation which has uh, got a slightly uh, different context and so, um, so, so, so they, they're no, they, they are spoiled for choices in terms of what they can get. But furthermore, uh, that's uh, given that they were born into the social media, born into the internet. I think the fundamental distinction that I always say between a Y and a Z is that Generation Y accepted technology, Gen Z expects technology, and therefore that's changed the way they, uh, you know, they interact and they do things. Right. So, for instance, if I'm buying something, the first thing they're going to do is that I'm going to look at my reviews. If I'm going to join a company, I'm going to go look at Glassdoor. I'm going to go look at Fishbowl, right? And therefore, I think it matters to them. Uh, uh, and I think they're looking for congruence for companies who say something and kind of walk the talk. So I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, there was this famous ad by Pepsi uh, hmm. where they had uh, this young model who was this white lady. She's, she's white by, by, by color and race. And therefore... Uh, they got told massively this was right when there was this Black Lives movement happening. And I think they were trying to capitalize in a way, almost trivializing, saying that, OK, why is it that you have a white person? And so, uh, again, I think you could see immediately uh, that, uh, you know, I, I think was Pepsi really serious about what they said. And I think you could see, uh, you know, on online and, and so on, that withdraw and that Pepsi to apologize and so on. And similarly, again, there are other examples where companies have talked about, you know, a, a, a body type or a size, uh, and they look at, for example, if you look at companies like IBM, they talk about Smarter Planet. If you look at Starbucks, they talk about Shared Planet. If you look at, so some of these companies who say my tagline is this, they actually go and say that, okay, do they actually kind of walk the talk? Uh, uh, and that's that's how they, uh, you know, want to make sure that, um, is, is are they really authentic? Mm, well said. And uh, at the workplace, how are Gen Z um, changing, um, you know, the workplace and how are they redefining success? Sure. So the workplace, uh, again, I think their expectation uh, of them coming into the workplace uh, is is uh, also they're, they're expecting different because uh, you know, if I am spending 10, 8, 10 hours on a device or online and I'm, you know, putting something online, what's my uh, speed to time in, in getting a, a feedback? It's 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 literally 30 seconds or less than that. Right. So I put something and I get a comment back. And so that becomes their level of expectation, uh, rightly or wrongly, when they go back to work. So, you know, if you go back and tell and say that, look, uh, we're going to do an appraisal uh, six months from now and a, and a year from now, I, I think I think you've lost them. And therefore, every company is grappling with that. And, and a lot of the work that I do, I tell the leaders that, look, you could have one way that the HR is design system, but what's stopping you in your own teams to 
have frequent feedback. So they want frequent feedback. They also want an environment, almost something that they're expecting, which is that, that can you be a bit more empathetic and create a safe environment for me? It's almost just that because their context has been different, right? And, uh, and they're not shy about it. Uh, so I think they want uh, feedback, they want uh, a safe environment, they expect and see uh, diversity as a big, big thing. Uh, they're quite passionate about uh, purpose. Uh, I recall buying, um, uh, you know, an iPhone recently and, and my son says that, you know, dad, why don't we buy a pink phone? I said, I don't really have a, a, a preference. He said, no, I said, why pink? He says, that because if you buy pink, uh, the, you know, all the proceeds from the sales actually go uh, to uh, to uh, some cancer cell research or something. And so and so so I think they're passionate about companies who, uh, you know, mean some of these things. Uh, so they're changing the workplace. Uh, and for them, success, again, is not defined the traditional way we saw it, where we say that, look, you're going to spend 20 years, you're going to be a vice president, right? They're quite happy to take time off uh, just a year into workplace, two years into workplace, go out, travel, explore. Uh, and uh, they know that uh, I think they've been handed a card, uh, a set of cards, which <laughs> according to them is not what they look for, uh, but uh, they want to make the best of that. Great response. Thank you. My next question, uh, Nikhil, is that, uh, you know, when you look at traditional milestones, I don't know, I'm from the boomers generation, you're younger, uh, but they were traditional, you know, milestones like owning a home, marriage, starting a family. How does Gen Z view these so-called uh, traditional milestones? Sure. <laughs> yeah, again, you're absolutely correct. Uh, I, I would say, uh, Asutosh, uh, it's not confined to, you know, maybe just the boomer generation. Even I, I think of the X generation, perhaps, you know, in many ways, it's, it's traditional in, in that sense. And therefore, but uh, again, if you think about uh, the Gen Z, uh, they're, they're born into a shared economy, right? Uh, so uh, Uber has always been there. Uh, Airbnb has always been there as far as they're concerned, right? Uh, so what's the reason for me to, uh, you know, buy a car? Uh, what's the reason for me to uh, own a house? Uh, and again, in tier two, tier three cities, I think the story of how we look at money and the literacy uh, and, and how that played a role is fundamentally, again, very different, right? Um, I think in the urban towns, if you're more affluent, uh, you've got one view of life and how you see it. Uh, if you're uh, if you're in the smaller towns, uh, again, it's a different story. Uh, and again, when you come and it comes, when you think about relationships, uh, similar stories where the fact that um, uh, you know the traditional the traditional kind of at least in the Indian context where we say that look, if I'm a parent and I have a, a son or a daughter at a certain age probably advise that they should consider mar getting married and, and a family. And all of that's being questioned. Right? That template is is not a template that they, uh, they, they want to try. They want to, uh, you've heard things like live in relationship, you've heard things like, uh, and, and even, uh, even the concept of a divorce or a divorce uh, is not something that they will feel very shocked about, <laughs> sadly or rightly wrongly, uh, from our generation. But as you said, my goodness, how could that happen? Or what got, what went wrong, right? And so I think some of their context of, you know, how consumerism has changed things, how uh, what they see around them, right? The world is becoming very, very polarized. Uh, how much what you see and read, how much what you want to believe is also something that one has to really work hard nowadays to say that, you know, what's being fed to me, is that really, uh, is that the ideology that's there or um, 
is it a group of people that's trying to create a narrative and so on and so forth so i think i think it's 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 a it's a tough task and and as parents or as managers i think we we've, we've got to help them <laughs> in some of these situations and and help them uh because there's a term that i would that that's been used that's called uh there was always a term called the midlife crisis but i think for the gen z there's a term called the quarter life crisis so that crisis has come <laughs> much earlier than, than yeah. The, yeah. they've had to see much more of the world very early in life yeah. and you're so right about this so I've time for two more questions for you Sure. The next question, uh, Nikhil, is how are Gen Z uh, addressing uh, and nav- navigating the complexities of identity, whether it is in terms of race, gender, or sexuality? Yeah, again, uh, I think just building on our previous question, um, you're seeing, um, for example, what happened with the Black, the Black uh, Lives Matter movement. We've seen recently... The bill that was passed when you uh, you know saw about the inclusion of the women in in the parliament and so on, and so I think diversity has become a, a, a real issue for them or an issue where they're very passionate. Uh, they're also uh, very passionate about other things that we spoke about, right? Sustainability and yep. and, and so on and so forth. And uh, so uh, and I, I can think of examples. So I don't know if there is a gentleman called Bowen Sled. I don't know if you kind of read about him. He he. No. Yeah, he's he's actually created this uh, company called the 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 ocean cleanup where where you know he was out there and he saw how bad this Pacific Ocean and the amount of garbage that was there and so he delivered a TED talk and all of a sudden he's getting funding from all these places where uh, where companies are wanting to uh, kind of help him uh, so so there are many such um, uh, uh, kind of stories where you're seeing that they're not walking the traditional path right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I know the other day my son was saying that um, there is a, a tennis player in uh, in Australia. Um, uh, I'm trying to uh, Ashley Barty or I, I'm, again I'm, I'm so again she was at the top of her game in her twenties, number one for more than two two hundred weeks, and all of a sudden right in the prime, right before she just walked away saying that look this is I, I want to give this up because I want to discover another part of me. I want to discover. So I think there are more stories. Um, where uh, they, they're questioning the, the the normal model that we have been kind of told uh, uh, with with identity and again things like that. As I said, um, uh, you know, from the prior generations, our view of how it should be and how it is, it's it's it's, it's again something that uh, they're experiencing it very differently, and their parents are grappling with that, right? And perhaps almost uh, kind of saying that you know maybe maybe i i be a little more uh, open to another perspective they may not agree to some of this well said and my last question to you nikhil um how has growing up in a post 911 world affected affected gen z's perspectives on global events and politics yeah it's uh, it's just a very very uh, complex uh, and uh, uh, different contexts, right? Uh, I mean, we've they've seen 9-11, they've seen 26-11, they've seen the Ukraine war, now they're seeing one more war. Uh, they're uh, living in a world where there's things like fake news, deep fake, AI, and so on, right? And uh, uh, from our time, perhaps when we heard in our MBA schools that, you know, it's about globalization and, and so on, and I think the trend is kind of reverse where it's more deglobalization and I think companies are 
nations are looking inwards. It's becoming mm. more nationalistic. And uh, uh, again, a lot of these events are shaping their ideologies, right? And uh, so you question to say that, okay, uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's not a world where it's, uh, you know, there was always like, you have the VUCA, but it's now VUCA on steroids. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the new normal for every one of us is for for us is different, but imagine just being 25 years into life and seeing so much. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a it's a very fragile place to be. On top of that, you have AI, you have ML, where it's prediction that a lot of the um, you know the junior level jobs, the entry level jobs will be gone away, mm. and therefore, so what do you do? Here is a generation who doesn't have as much experience. They're coming into a <laughs> workforce. Uh, some of the some of those some of those operational jobs are going to be gone away. Uh, so it's it's not an easy place. I mean, both perhaps from a parent's perspective as a company's perspective, I think a lot of handholding needs to be done. Uh, and uh, but I think like like any other cycle of life, any other cycle of business. Uh, you know, it, it, it seems like that, but in retrospect, I'm sure we can look back to say that, you know, we learned a lot, but this is something that can be done. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And on that note, and your amazing conversation, thank you, Nikhil, for speaking to me about so many different aspects of the Gen Z mindset. I mean, you know, I'm from the boomers generation, and every time I talk to young people, I always, I often tell them, I said that I have so much hope in what the millennials and the Gen Zs are doing because my generation seems to have messed up the whole world. And I always say that you people will probably change the world for the better, as I'm sure you all are doing. Thank you for speaking to me about so many different perspectives that you gave to me and to my viewers and listeners. Thank you again for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you, Ashutosh. Pleasure. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.